The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Wait, you've got to be kidding me. Let's get this untwisted. Before I even say hello, before I say welcome, before I even say welcome back to another episode of Don't Get It Twisted, I just need to pause everything, pause everything in my life for just one moment and speak directly to you all. And thank you so sincerely for all of the love on my Christmas holiday merch collection. I can't tell you how nervous I was even just sharing my post at 12 p.m. on this beautiful Wednesday, November 18th. Yes, it's literally Wednesday right now when I'm recording, so everything's happening in real time. But I was so darn nervous because I've never done something almost like this vulnerable before, and it feels really scary to put yourself out there and to almost like sell a product with my name on it, which is so weird and crazy. But I had always known that as a lover of merch myself, like I have loved merch since I was a child. I knew that if I ever wanted to do something like that in the future, it would only be something that I could be so proud of and something that just felt so true to me and so true to my character. And Keith and I actually came up with the idea together to do this kind of like mini holiday merch collection. I'm really going to give him a lot of the credit because if I don't, he's going to get mad at me. But truly, you can all thank Keith for this holiday merch. Watch me like not give him credit and then he cuts that part out of the episode because Keith's the editor. But sincerely, it was something that I wouldn't just put out merch if it wasn't something that I wholeheartedly believed in and also wholeheartedly loved and like wanted to wear myself every single day just like I do with every single piece in this collection like I had to buy every single item that I wanted myself and I oh god I can't even think about how much money I even spent just to get myself any item in my collection because I wanted every darn thing because I loved every single option that I offered which sounds so conceited but I feel like that's the way that it should be like I don't want to put anything out that I myself am not obsessed with and that's just how I feel about it I tried my best to make it a lot more holiday oriented and not just Christmas oriented because I didn't want to be exclusive to any religion or not inclusive to anybody and that is just my biggest fear I would never want to do something like that so it is definitely more Christmas oriented but nothing on it says Christmas although there is a ginormous Santa Claus on a lot of it (laughs) But if you're looking for something just like cute and fun to celebrate the holiday season with, I highly recommend just, I don't know, giving it a look, gifting it to a friend, or maybe gifting it to yourself if you're interested. I don't want to force you to buy anything, but I just, I feel really happy with it. And I tried my hardest to also make everything as affordable as possible. I can't tell you how often I see merch being sold at like $60, $70 a pop. And I get it because, you know, sometimes you never know all the little costs that go into everything, like the base cost of a sweatshirt or the printing or maybe how it needs to be divided up. Like I get there's so much that we as a consumer don't know. But even for me as a consumer, I just knew 
if I saw a $60 hoodie, it would take a really long time to convince myself to buy something. And even if I did end up buying it, it would have to be something that I was in love with. So I tried my hardest to make it super, super darn cheap. I think even on like the mugs, for example, I'm only making like 99 cents for every purchase because I, I didn't think that people need to spend that much money on a mug. Like it just, it didn't make sense. So if this is something that you're interested in, please go ahead and check it out. I have a Teespring storefront shop. It's in my Instagram bio. I think also at this point it will be on my YouTube channel. There's a little storefront right below where it says my name and the subscribe button. So you can check it out if you're interested. If you're thinking about it, I would order it sooner than later just so it's in time for the holidays. Sorry, I didn't mean to make this like a two minute commercial, but I just, I wanted to give you all my absolute favorite audience, my podcast listeners, a little bit more of a dive into how the whole process went. And I was so beyond lucky that I collaborated with an amazing, amazing designer. Her name is Alex Miller. She's so darn cool and she does graphic design for a living. So she was just very knowledgeable and I was just very not. And I just owe everything to her. Alex, if you're somehow listening, I love you so stinking much. You're fabulous. And I could not have put this collection together without your help. So thank you, thank you, thank you from the bottom of my heart. This felt like the most tailor thing I could ever do. You know, it's not just me slapping my name on anything. It just, it feels so right and I'm so happy about it. So I hope that you like it too. Thank you so much for just being so kind and receptive. It means the whole dang world to me. And now I will shut up because you're probably fast forwarding to this point anyways. I actually saw this really funny TikTok the other day and I don't mean to like bash on anybody, but it was really darn funny. And it was this one creator whom I love. I need to look it up so I can credit him. God, it's so crazy how some TikToks just blow up. Like all of these ones on my liked page have millions and millions of views. It is absolutely absurd. Okay, I can't find it. So I'm so mad at myself because I thought that I liked it, which probably means I didn't, which is so rude of me. But basically it was this one hilarious TikTok and they were making fun of, I guess like new podcasters or it said something like those two girls from your high school or something like that. And then in the bot, <laughs> and then in the TikTok, they're like, oh my gosh, let's talk about fashion. And then the other one's like, yes, I love fashion. <laughs> and then it just shows them like skipping like 15 seconds, 15 seconds. And it's like fast forwarding it. And they're just like, oh my gosh, yes, you're so, you're crazy. You're so crazy. Anyways, I feel like that's just the humor of TikTok in general. Like they just make fun of cheesy influencers, I suppose. But anyways, I cannot get over the phenomenon of TikTok. Even still to this day, I think back to Taylor, like October 2019, when I was downloading the app and I made like one TikTok and I was like, Ugh, I'm not even going to put any time into this. I feel like nobody's on this app. It's probably just for kids like half my age, blah, blah, blah. And then here we are now, Charlie D'Amelio, I believe just reached 100 million followers. So don't ever underestimate things like this we could all be the next Charlie D'Amelio. And that whole success story happened in a year, a year. It blows my whole mind. And here I am with like a thousand followers, but I love every stinking one of them. Okay. 
This week, I was really wanting to have a podcast episode dedicated to the internet's influence on my self-confidence. And I thought that that would be a really interesting topic because it's something that I can heavily dive into and just the highs and lows of it all. But I sort of feel like, you know, I'd rather save that topic for another day. I really wanted to do something a little bit more cheery on this gloomy November afternoon. We just went into another lockdown here in Washington state. I actually think that there's restrictions now for the entire West Coast in the United States. I know other cities across the world, like London, were also in lockdowns. And I feel like at that time, it's not good to just continually pile on to the negativity. I'd rather just add a little bit more light into your day, not disregarding our circumstances because trust me I absolutely feel you and I'm with you through all of these pandemic quarantine struggles but at the same time I think that we need all of the positivity we can get. But let me just also start off by talking about The Bachelorette really quickly because I just had this aha moment the other day where I just recognized how absolutely wild that franchise is. Like what other show has such a strong, quite literally, bachelor nation that takes over lives and literally, literally builds careers. Like not only for the people on the show, but think about how many, let's say, bachelor or bachelorette podcasts there are. Specifically in the podcast space, I myself, after The Bachelorette has aired on now it's Tuesday nights, I will listen to Wednesday morning at least three to four different episodes strictly on The Bachelorette. So at this point, I am consuming like eight hours of The Bachelorette. And some of these recaps, I think are like an hour and a half or two hours long. They're all pretty much saying the same thing other than a few here and there. But there are so many podcasts about The Bachelorette. And that's a business that these podcasters have built strictly around a television franchise, not to mention the millions and millions of followers that all of these contestants, quote unquote, have after going on the show. And I mean, don't get me wrong, like I'm a huge fan because I just I can't not watch. It's one of those things that you have to watch because you don't want to miss out. But it's not my absolute favorite thing in the world. Like if I don't watch The Bachelorette, I'm not going to die. But... I I enjoy just diving into the mindless drama of it all. But I'm sitting on my couch last night and I'm watching the latest episode and we're in Tatia now. Thank goodness. God bless her. She's just absolutely beautiful, stunning and everything of the sort. No, I did not mean to just quote the morning toast right there, but it happened. And I just am so grateful for her. But I'm watching some of these things that they have on their group dates and just feeling like I'm losing brain cells, like not trying to be rude or judgmental here, but producers, come on, like you are top notch television producers and you're having these boys like take weird quizzes in a classroom setting. I just, it was so trivial, but at the same time, it's like a car crash that you just can't look away from because it just hurt your eyes so much, but you just enjoy the pain. I I was just watching it like this cannot be real. Like, and it felt like I was watching the same scene for three hours. Like we must have fast forwarded through four sets of commercials and they're still in the classroom with Ashley and Jared. Like what was going on? 
And then we have this whole like new battle between some of these boys where every single season, whether it's The Bachelor or The Bachelorette, we have that one typical quote unquote savior contestant who has to come on and out somebody left or right for being there for the quote unquote wrong reasons. Let's just put this into perspective for a quick second here. Okay. Like I just mentioned, this TV show creates careers, okay? Even somebody like Taisha, before she was the Bachelorette, became a full-time influencer. And all the props to her. I mean, those people are living the lives. They're traveling for fun. They're doing beauty. They're in lifestyle. They're just being themselves and making money and shopping at Revolve. Like, it's a pretty darn cool thing. But I want to know how many of those people that went on to this reality TV show did not go into there with a small little glimpse of hope that they might attract a few more Instagram or TikTok followers as a result of being on the show. Like in this day and age, it is not separate. Like those things are one and the same. You go on the show, you become famous. It just happens that way. So I don't know what Joe Schmo is trying to call the other guy out for because they're all there for the same reason. I feel like some of them might be there strictly for love, but it's few and far in between in all honesty. And I don't mean to question their intentions, but come on, it's in the back of their minds. And if they don't admit that they're lying to themselves. I remember having so much respect for Molly May Haig, I think that's how you say her last name. Molly May is a former contestant of Love Island UK. She was on season five, one of the best seasons of the franchise. Season six is still my favorite, but we love season five. And prior to going on Love Island, I want to say Molly May, I'm going to bet because I'm not positive, but I think she had around 1 million Instagram followers. So when she was on the show, a lot of people were really coming at her just saying, oh, well, you only came on here for clout. You only came on here for followers. When in actuality, that really wasn't the case. Like she's a very well-intentioned person and she's one of the only people from that season that is still with her boyfriend or her couple from the show, Tommy Fury. And I think a lot of people just had so much doubt because they just thought that she was there for clout. And later on in a YouTube video, she admitted that it was also a very smart business move because hello, like you're on the biggest show in the UK and also in the world. Like I even watch it here in the United States. But to blatantly ignore the obvious is just kind of ridiculous. So I had a lot of respect for her just admitting, yeah, you know, it's it would be silly to say that I didn't go on there for business reasons. But also I went there for love. I found it and I still am in love. So of course it can be both. But why do we have to have these saviors come on every single season and call the other guy out? Like it is so exhausting. It's the same narrative. We hear the same thing every single season. It's just... I'm done with it. When did this become a Bachelorette recap podcast? I don't know, but I'm leaning into it for the moment because clearly I'm a little bit heated. I'm also just saying this in in good fun. Like, I really don't care that much. I don't have any animosity towards any of these contestants. I just think it's kind of fun. So take this with a grain of salt, but it's still fun to recap on. Bottom line, I just adore Tasha. I think she is a saving grace for this season. She just feels like a breath of fresh air. I think Claire went into the season with a lot more of a determination to find love. And I truly believe that she did not speak to Dale prior to going on to the season. But 
honest to God, I think that she already loved him in her mind. Like she watched every single one of his Instagram stories. She looked up all of her contestants. She narrowed in on him. So she already knew in her mind that that was the boy that she was going to go after. And I don't think that there's really anything wrong with that. Like that's happened on so many other seasons before. Think about Caitlin Bristow and Nick Vial for a second. Nick Vial came into Caitlin's season four weeks in. Am I knowing too much about this franchise at this point? I think so. But like I told you, eight hours a week, everybody. That's probably being generous too. It's probably much over that. But they didn't get any hate for that. Like that was somehow a normal thing. But when Claire and Dale are openly admitting they did not talk, swearing on her father's grave, and people are still coming for them, so stupid. But I think Tasha's just having a good time. She's really leaning into the process. She's just being open and fun and... But I love it. I think that she's fantastic. I'm excited to see her season. No spoilers on this channel, on this podcast, whatever the heck I'm doing. <laughs> but if you had no idea what I was just talking about for the past 10 minutes, I'm so sorry. But let me just give you a little bit of a health and fitness update because I feel like I haven't had a little chance to chat with you all about this in a little bit. And it's just a lot more of an open platform to chat about it on the podcast. So as I'm sure a lot of you already know, if you've been following along for a little while, I collaborated or am collaborating with a personal trainer for the month of November. So that's pretty much been my routine for the last few weeks. I am doing three sessions per week with my trainer. Her name is Justina Aircole. She has her own YouTube channel and Instagram. Highly recommend you checking out her content. Her last name is er. C-O-L-E. So if you look her up on Instagram, I can also leave it in the description for this episode. But it's just really helpful to have somebody watch your moves, which sounds creepy, but I think the way that she described it to me was in a group fitness class, for example, it's more so about speed and repetition, but in personal training, it's a lot more about perfecting your technique and making sure that you're mastering your moves before you're moving forward. So it's very thoughtful. And I think what I love about it too was I came into my training telling her, these are my goals. These are the things that I want to improve on. Like for example, I told her that I wanted to improve my upper body strength because I've always felt I'm a little bit more bottom heavy or bottom dominant. So we've done so many exercises that have, honest to God, strengthened muscles I didn't know I owned over <laughs> Like I told her, you have awoken like my obliques or these parts in my shoulders I never knew existed. And it's fabulous because I think I never knew maybe I was doing something so wrong for so long. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. So I would say that's probably my biggest takeaway at this point is just learning to master the technique has been so beyond helpful and advantageous for me and my performance inside and outside of the personal training sessions. And I really think I'm going to miss it so much because at this point, I think I only have two more sessions just because of the Thanksgiving holiday and 
it's almost the end of the month. So I'm really going to be probably a little bit lost once it's over. And I'll wonder, you know, what my routine will look like moving forward. Because as I mentioned, we just went into another lockdown in the state of Washington. I had previously been going to a fitness studio here and there. I was going about two to three times per week. But with this new lockdown, they've shut down fitness centers and gyms. I mean, which makes sense, but it was a bit of a bummer and I was a little bit discouraged by it because you know, when you get into a really good routine and you're feeling so confident and you're finally loving something and it finally just feels like the shoe fits and then the shoe just gets ripped out from under you and you fall flat on your face. That's sort of how I feel right now. And in addition to that, because I've just been really, really busy trying to get ahead on some content and also preparing for Twistmas and the merch drop and everything like that, I haven't really had much time other than my personal training sessions because they're, you know, booked into my schedule to do any other exercise really and truly. So I haven't been on a run as of recording right now, probably in the last week, if not week and a half, which is so defeating. And it feels really frustrating because I was getting into such a good pattern and I was feeling like I was running farther or I was running faster. I was working on my breathing technique and I'm asking you all for such helpful tips. And you've been so kind in suggesting different clothes to wear for the winter or different ways to, you know, fix my pace, et cetera, et cetera. And I've been loving this like mini running journey that I've been having, but it's frustrating when it gets, you know, kind of put on pause because life happens. But I want to remind you all that that sort of thing is okay. It's natural. It's all right. I mean, I never want to pretend that I'm not falling off the train because I feel like I've been kicked off. I'm tumbling down the hill. I'm rolling into the meadow. I'm so far away from the train. It's just choo-chooing past me at this point. But that's life and that's okay. And I think this also happens a lot during the holiday season because we want to spend more time with family, God willing, if we're quarantined with them or we're close to them, however that might work for you this season, or even just indulging. Like I made myself my own personal birthday cake last week. Keith doesn't like cake and I'm not going to let the cake go to waste. So I would just sit there (laughs) with a fork and my Funfetti delicious birthday cake and just eat it all on my own. And you know what? I loved every stinking bite of it. But would I do that on a normal basis? Absolutely not. But it's my birthday time. It's Thanksgiving time. It's the holiday season. These are my favorite times to indulge in treats. And I don't want to discourage you from doing the same because you absolutely should. I think so fondly of these times because I resonate good times with good food or vice versa, good food with good times. And I know a lot of other people don't think like that, but that I, I also think that there are a lot of people that think like that. So be kind to yourself this holiday season. If you don't get to work out seven days a week, how you normally might, just take a deep breath, do the things that you can and be grateful for the time that you have with the people that you're spending it with or even the work that you're doing. If it's extremely busy right now or however your situation might look right now, it's okay. Just be you know, kind to yourself. And also just to emphasize, I will always keep it real with you. I will never tell you, well, I'm just living the life over here, working out seven days a week, eating green kale for breakfast every single morning. It's just not me. It's never what I wanted to do with any sort of quote unquote platform that I have. That's quite literally the reason I started this podcast. 
don't get it twisted. Bring out the authenticity online, people. So I'm not perfect. I never will pretend to be. And also, if you're enduring another set of lockdown restrictions, if that is applicable to you, even more reason to give yourself more grace. Okay, so on the Twisty Pod Instagram, and if you're not already following it, go ahead and follow it right now because that's where I'm mainly directing all podcast content at the moment. I feel like it's good sometimes to share it on my personal Instagram, but it's nice to have a designated spot for things like this, questions, recaps, fun little behind the scenes kind of moments. I'm using it as more of like a bloopers Instagram at the moment and I'm having so much fun with it. So if you'd like to see another fun little, almost like Finstagram for me, go ahead and follow the Twisty Pot Instagram. But I put up a little question poll just the other day, just asking literally anything. Tell me what kind of questions you have for me. Lifestyle, health, fitness, life updates, tailor updates, ask it and I shall answer. So let's get into some of your fun little questions. Uh, This question says, should a beginner go lift weights, weights or cardio? I think these are totally two different realms. Like it's almost hard to even compare the two. And in all honesty, I would say if you're really going to be diving into some sort of fitness routine, I would definitely recommend both, especially so you don't overwhelm your body. I would say also as a caution, You definitely have to be very careful, especially with your form and your technique when it comes to lifting weights, just because it's something that is a little bit more um, out of your comfort zone, especially in comparison to going for a run or doing cardio on an elliptical, for example, because machines are meant to be able to assist you if you have an injury. That's actually their specific design. So maybe that could even be a good way to ease yourself into lifting weights, especially if you are a beginner. That's what I did a lot at first. I would go to those assisted machines like assisted pull-up or that one machine where you, you stick your legs underneath the foam bar and then you lift your legs up and you're working your legs. Oh my gosh, it's almost like, it's like the reverse leg curl. And of course, I can't think of the name right now. But little machines like that, I think would be a great way to ease yourself into working with weights before you move into free weights. And then I would say if you have a personal trainer in your gym, it's always great to ask them questions, especially if you're not sure about something. Don't be afraid to ask just because you're unsure or you're embarrassed because it's so much better to ask than to hurt yourself. So I don't think that you should shy away from weights whatsoever if you're a beginner, but just be careful, do your research and start with a lot lower of a weight than jumping, you know, I don't know, with like a hundred pounds or something if you've never lifted weights before. This question is really cute. It says, how do you get so confident and proud of your work on the internet? I don't think that I am confident and I think it's kind of funny because I think that you probably have to have some sort of confidence to be sharing any part of your life on the internet, but I do have a lot of my own insecurities and I think I don't harp on them online because what good does that do and why would I want to also bring more attention to the things I don't like about myself? But I think at some point I've recognized that I have such a passion for what I do and the content that I make that I would much rather push past my own negative thoughts about myself in order to make content for you all that's positive and uplifting and fun. And I think after a while, when people have been so kind to me and so receptive of the things that I do create, it is definitely uplifting and it does make me really proud to see an impact that it has on other people. And I do think 
at the end of the day, that is the only reason I would feel confident to continue to post is because it has made, at least from what you all tell me, I hope that I'm not speaking presumptuously here, but it has made an impact on people's lives, even in the smallest way. And for me, that makes every single silly video that I make worth it. And of course, I have my down days, I have my hard days, but who doesn't, you know? This question says, what did you go to college for? I was a public relations major. I started out as a special education major because that was truly what I wanted to do. But I did not, for lack of a better term, like I did not love the program or I did not love the school of education at my college. So I recognized it just wasn't for me. So I quickly changed out of that after about my first year in the special ed program. And then I changed over to public relations I don't know if I did it immediately or if I waited a little bit, but it was one of those kind of silly things where I went to college because I liked Gonzaga. I liked the area. It was the only school I visited. It felt right. And so I just accepted it and I went there. I would recommend if you're somebody that hasn't gone to college yet or you're looking into the admissions process, don't do what I did. (laughs) Definitely make sure that you're going to a school to study something that you want to study. Don't just go to a school because you like their mascot, you like their school colors, kind of more of the insignificant trivial things. I feel like I made a lot of my decision based off of those superficial aspects of Gonzaga and I wish I hadn't. Don't get me wrong, I still had a really great experience. I still got a fabulous education. I loved my public relations degree and I'm very glad that that was the degree that I got. I think it's very versatile and it has actually helped me a lot with YouTube and content creating. But overall, like how dumb is that? Like don't go to a college for the social or the superficial elements of it. (laughs) Go for the education. Crazy concept. This question says, wondering if you get down on yourself for not having a job due to COVID. And the answer is absolutely, absolutely yes. I I think it's now been the eighth month for me that I've been out of work. And it feels really weird, especially with my certain employer, because I was never technically fired, but at the same time I was. So it's a little bit confusing But at the end of the day, I'm obviously not in the office. I'm obviously not working there. So it's kind of like I got fired. And I think it is very discouraging, especially if, you know, you're wanting to apply to new jobs or you're wanting to get back on your feet after feeling so independent for so long or just finally feeling secure. And then a global pandemic happens. And it just does feel very discouraging. And I think I'm in a very privileged position right now because I'm able to make at least a small bit of money online and I think I would be in a really bad position if that wasn't the case. So I definitely have a lot of privilege to even be making a small amount of money at the moment. But if you're in the situation where you lost your job also and you're just dealing with the shitstorm of 2020, excuse my French, remind yourself that this is not normal and you did not lose your job because of you or your talents or your abilities. This is absolutely out of our control the best that we can do right now is fight the pandemic, hope that this vaccine comes quicker than ever before, and that we're able to get back on our feet sooner than not. But remind yourself that this is not on you whatsoever. It has nothing to do with you and to not be so dang hard on yourself because it's easy. It's easy to just pick on yourself, but you have to be more understanding of the situation and almost to take your emotions out on it. So yes, I get down on myself, but I shouldn't and neither should you. 
This question is, how can I get out of my slump with my workouts? I feel like my motivation is lacking so much. I think that this is exactly as I was describing. I get into that total slump of, I don't want to work out, therefore I don't. And then it happens for, you know, a few days, a few weeks even. And it's so hard to go from zero to a hundred. And maybe that's the biggest problem is that we want to go immediately back into that perfect routine that we had fallen off of. But like I mentioned, first and foremost, the theme of this episode, give yourself more grace, be more understanding of the current circumstances of the world, as well as the holiday season. Secondly, don't expect yourself to go back to the gym the same amount of times that you were going before you kind of fell off your quote unquote bandwagon. If you were previously going five days a week, this next week, promise yourself that you'll go once. If you're proud of yourself for going once, maybe you'll even go twice because you'll remember that euphoric endorphinic feeling, you know, but do not expect yourself to just all of a sudden hop back into full speed once again, like everything was just normal. It is really, really hard to get back into that swing of things. So don't set these unrealistic expectations for yourself where you're just going to be absolutely perfect. You're going to eat everything exactly as you would if you were following a quote unquote perfect diet, a quote unquote perfect fitness routine. Don't expect that of yourself because it's unrealistic and that will make you more mad at yourself if you inevitably don't hit those goals. So do one or two things at a time that you know you can achieve, whether that's just drinking a bit more water or maybe not ending every single night with a glass of wine or something, but have those one or two measurable goals, write them down, think about them constantly, achieve them, and then you can add on more to get back into that beautiful routine. This says advice on staying positive or motivated when all of your favorite events are canceled. It it freaking sucks. I'm not going to lie. I was feeling so dang hopeful for my birthday, just as a quick example, because everything was kind of looking upwards in Washington state at least because we had been able to go out to restaurants for the past few months, maybe, I don't know, realistically the past like six weeks or so. Everything was okay if you were staying maybe with your household or five people max or something like that, like indoor dining was still a thing. Gyms were back open, like we were on the up and up. And literally like four days before my birthday, everything shuts down again. And I had you know, all these little aspirations, like I'm going to go to my favorite restaurant. I'm going to do this, that, and the other thing. I'm going to have the best quarantine birthday ever. And then literally the governor said, nope, not today. Got to go back into lockdown. And I get it. Like you have to do the things that are safe and, and best for the state, but it is really discouraging, especially when it feels so personal or even just if it's your birthday, like you want to be able to celebrate or you've seen your other friends have their fun celebrations. Why does yours get canceled? But what I try to think of is just making the most of the situation because I can be upset all day long thinking about how good my birthday would have been if I was able to do the things that I wanted to do. But what's the good in that? Like, I'm just going to make myself disappointed. I'm just going to be upset. I'm going to be so bummed. But why not just make the most of the situation that I've been dealt at the moment? And I also just hope and pray that with 2021, hopefully we'll be able to kind of see this 180 twist on everything. I'm saying this so hopefully. I don't even know if I should speak this into the internet because I'm sure it's probably so dang wrong at this rate. But I just also secretly hope that things will be able to do a 180 turnaround. We'll be able to have those big events that were canceled and that will somehow find a light at the end of the tunnel. This question says, what is your favorite song for when you need a boost of confidence? Um, Oh my God, boost of confidence. Okay, so 
My absolute favorite song of all time is Carol of the Bells, uh, specifically the version by Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Like I mentioned last podcast, go stream my Christmas podcast on Spotify. It's called Oh Santa. You can type in my profile, Taylor Woods, on Spotify. And I am so confident in this podcast, it will put you into a gosh darn good mood, especially for the holiday spirit. But I listened to that song, Carol of the Bells, before like any big major life event. I listened to it before an interview, before going out with friends. Like if I'm a little bit nervous or having a bit of social anxiety, it is my absolute pump up song. I also love Mr. Brightside. I think that's a great song that just puts me in a good mood. My best friend's pump up song is Bubba O'Reilly by The Who. And I think that is also a fantastic pump up song. It's kind of those songs that hit you deep in your core and just make you so amped for whatever it is you're about to do, even if that's just like sitting down at the computer, like ready to do your day's worth of work. Putting on a good song, getting into the right mood or the right Christmas holiday playlist, you can't beat it. You can't beat that feeling. Okay, I have a lot of questions asking me about my favorite Christmas movies. I'll say top three. Top three favorite Christmas movies. Christmas Vacation, Elf, and maybe the Santa Claus? But oh no, wait, the a Christmas story. Crap, how could I forget that? Okay, I'm going to I'm just <laughs> I'm just going to say those four. I've been getting a lot of requests to do a tier list video specifically ranking Christmas movies, and I think that would be a really cute Twistmas holiday video. I don't really know if that's worth a full video on because it feels like everyone probably already knows their favorite Christmas movies, but also tis the season, like why the heck not, you know? And kind of on a similar note, this question says favorite fitness guide ever. And you're like, wait a minute, Taylor, how is that on the similar note? Well, I've had this idea for a super long time to do a tier list video ranking my top favorite fitness guides of all time. And I've been very, very hesitant to make it because I don't want to... I don't know, for lack of a better term, like shit on anybody. I don't want to be mean to any creator because I genuinely believe that anybody, any fitness influencer who's come out with their own guide has put their heart and soul into it. And what good is it for me to rank them based off of my lack of knowledge, one, or two, just my own personal experience? Like maybe I don't like a certain style of exercise, but maybe you love that certain style of exercise. I feel like some things are so based off of your preferences and your opinions and your favorite style of workouts. So I would never want to disrespect anybody, honest to God. I think it would be really fun because I think sometimes those videos can be helpful if you just don't really know what to do, especially when it comes down to figuring out your favorite guide or you're offered 10 different options on the internet. How do you even know which one to purchase? How do you know which one to dive into? So that's why I'll do sometimes like those quote unquote ranking um, or comparing fitness influencer workouts or the dance workout video because I think that's kind of more of a trivial way of doing that and I keep it very uplight I keep it very positive but give you my authentic feedback and I think that makes it maybe a little bit nicer than putting everybody on an actual tier list let me know your thoughts I'm not really sure about that one I'll kind of uh mull that over but for the time being I have so much fun twistmas content that I've been thinking of dreaming up for the holiday season. I mentioned this before, but I will just be doing my normal upload schedule for YouTube Tuesdays and Fridays for the month of December, as well as a Sunday, specifically Christmassy, Twistmassy 
holiday video, which I think will be so darn fun. I'll be making podcasts, I think, through a lot of December. I will probably be taking a break in the near future as a pause for season two. This is kind of like a weird thing that podcasters sometimes do. Sometimes you take a quick break between different quote unquote seasons. This is, I believe, my like 24th episode, which is so dang crazy. I mean, thank you so much for the support. I can't believe that we've been doing this for six months even, but I'll let you know on the update of the podcasting upload schedule. But for now, just expect a podcast for me every Monday per usual. I love you so stinking much. Thank you again for all of the love and support on the Twistmas merch. You're the absolute best. I love you all with all my heart. I hope you're having a wonderful holiday season. Stay safe this Thanksgiving. Wear a mask, be quarantined, be safe. Love you all. I'll talk to you in the next one.